One of the greatest attributes that Jesus exemplified that is one of the hardest to emulate is humility. We as humans like to protect our pride over humbling ourselves. In today's episode, we will talk about how humility changed my marriage and how it just might be the secret ingredient for a healthier approach to conflict. Let's get to it. Hey there. Are you wanting to grow in your spiritual life, your role as a woman, mother, wife? Maybe things are good, but they could be better. Or maybe you're lonely, hurt, and at the end of your rope. Either way, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Sacred Calling. I'm your host, Andrea Nett, and this is a podcast for Christian women. Walking out this journey can at times be challenging, and it may seem impossible to get unstuck, but I'm here to tell you that it's not. My goal is to offer a relatable space filled with hope and practical ways to build better, more God-centered lives. Your family is worth fighting for. My husband and I used to fight, much like everyone else I know, but we no longer do. And hear me when I say that that did not happen overnight. It's also not to say that we don't from time to time, have disagreements or hard conversations or even hurt feelings. We just play on the same team now. That's actually what started it. My husband used to look at me with such tenderness in the middle of a fight and say, I'm on your team, Andrea. And it would hit me like a punch to my gut. Well, not all of the time. Sometimes I ignored it and kept on going. Why? Well, my pride. My feelings were too big. They were too important. I was right. He was wrong. Pride. But not only did my husband repeatedly say that phrase and many other wise ones, he modeled humility and that hit harder than any of his actual words. In fact, it witnessed to me more than any words actually could have. So often in, you know, those heated moments, I could see him swallow his pride. He would reframe what he was trying to communicate. I would see him set aside his feelings and put himself in my shoes to see things from my perspective. Sometimes he would even say like, what do you need from me right now? I don't know any woman that wouldn't be disarmed by those words. Not only did he do those things, he would take full responsibility for his actions, his hurtful words. He would admit when he'd fallen short and then make efforts to change the behaviors that I found difficult to live with. And I pride myself on being quite the quick learner. When I want to do something, I can generally pick it up pretty quick. But when it comes to matters of my heart, I want to protect it. And I will die on any hill I stand on just to save face. So needless to say, in this area of my marriage, I was slow to learn. But I also was, you know, skeptical. I didn't know if I could believe this to be genuine. You know, was this something that he was just sort of trying? And I kind of expected him to give up this sort of act of humility when it didn't produce the results, right? Like when I wasn't um, maybe snapping out of it. But little did I know that he was drawing strength from the Holy Spirit. And this was not an act. It was a conviction and he committed to practicing discipline in this area. And as he did, fruit began to grow nice and plump, I might add. And over time, I would see him start to get worked up and he would check himself. 
I'm sure that he said many silent prayers, and then he would soften. His approach would be gentler. His words, even if they were hard truths, were said with love. Maybe not as quickly as, you know, he had hoped, but eventually I would come around. You know, we we got along fairly well while he continued to humble himself. And our fights were shortened, but while they were, it was better, I still held on to my pride. It was so hard for me to follow his example and reciprocate this level of, you know, gentleness and love and respect in a heated argument. And not only was it hard to swallow my pride and regroup, it was even more difficult for me to apologize, to admit when I was completely wrong. Because I can usually justify my actions. You know, I acted this way because you did this. But as our relationship started to improve because he did not do those things and he did not say those things and he did not justify his actions to the point where it was so, you know, prideful that he couldn't see, um, you know, my side of things. It, as it just started to improve, everything began to feel safer. It felt safer to say what was on, you know, my mind and my heart. And it became apparent that he wanted me to extend that same level of humility towards him. And he didn't say that, but he would make comments like, you know, I wish that you would come to me when there's an argument and initiate that, you know, repair that reconciliation. You know, I wish that you would, you know, sometimes look past your feelings once in a while and ask what it is that I need. And I knew that it was only fair it was only fair that what he was asking me was only fair. I was getting this wonderful treatment, this wonderful respect and love and gentleness and humility. And I wasn't doing the same thing. And man, was it hard. I can look back now, you know, over the years and I can see that, you know, God was little by little through my husband. He was shining this light on a part of my heart, you know, that was from, you know, it was all tangled in, you know, um, the generational stuff, like, you know, how we as our families deal with, uh, issues and conflict. And it was tangled in my past experiences and it was uh, tangled in the hurts that, you know, he had caused in parts of our relationship. And I, you know, as that light was sort of shining on, like, I, I can't keep doing it this way. I really couldn't ignore that conviction, but here's the thing about convictions we can quiet them. We can justify them. You know, we can justify, you know, sort of why we do things, you know, Oh, I might feel like this is wrong, but I do it because of this. And we can sort of take the weight out of the conviction. And it's when we do this, that we stay stuck. Right. And that's part of this is, you know, this podcast is so that you can have maybe, uh, you know, a new level of awareness in an area or, realize, wow, yeah, that's what's happening here. And I don't want it to be like this. And so, but convictions, you know, they can only take us so far. We have to do some of the work. And so at this point, you know, you're probably wondering like, how, how did you break free from those unhealthy and dysfunctional ways that, you know, you communicated and those things that I was doing to sort of protect the self-protect that were actually causing harm in my relationship? Well, like you and like my husband, I needed help. So I took his lead and I started to, uh, say silent prayers, you know, asking God to help me to push past my feelings to, you know, past my justifications past just seeing my needs to seeing my hurt. And also 
you know, God helping, help me to see my husband's heart, you know, his motives, his perspective to lay down this pride that I so desperately want to cling to. And I started to really seek the Lord's help because I realized that's what he was doing. So I knew it was possible. It's what I wanted. I didn't know really how to do it. It was really scary, but I started to recognize you know, in that process of asking the Lord for, you know, for help. And just as I became more aware of the situation, I started to see that my husband's needs were different than mine. And that, you know, maybe I need a break. He needed the immediate resolutions, you know, that our fights, when we were, there was a lot of talking and feelings and thoughts that it caused me great anxiety. And I just couldn't, you know, I just needed a break. I can't, I can't function right now. And that caused me a lot of anxiety. But when I took a long break, you know, in the midst of our fight and there was no repair that caused him a great deal of anxiety. And so as we learned to communicate and to speak the truth and love and to respect one another, and we were able to humble ourselves to see what each other needed, we were able to learn more about one another and he learned to respect my need for a break. And that, you know, for me, I sometimes needed that to sort of separate myself uh, sort through, calm down. And I knew that he had this need for us to come together. And so I would seek him out. I started to humble myself and say, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. I, I feel like, you know, I'm capable of communicating effectively. I know it was really bothering him. I took my break. He was so respectful. He didn't follow me around demanding that we, you know, see eye to eye and, re- and fix this, but we needed to both deal with things differently, but so another, in a, in a way to make it a safe space, we had to see each other's needs and respect that and meet that. And in order to do that, you have to humble yourself sometimes. Um, cause I can be prideful and be like, you hurt me and I need a break. I'm not ready. And I'm not ready. And I'm not ready. But then it just escalates and it grows, right? Like his, he's feeling anxious. It grows. And when we do come together, it's just like, well, it's just a mess. So, but as we started to meet each other's needs. And as we put these things into practice, we begin to trust the process. And I began taking steps. That's really what started it. I know he started taking steps. He didn't always get it right. Sometimes he was really good at humbling himself. And then other times his pride kicked in and his anger and his feelings and he would blow up. But I took these teeny tiny baby steps and just towards humbling myself to let go of this need to be right, to follow his example. You know, I, I did that by seeking to understand him and his feelings to actually listen to what he was saying without, you know, being quick to become defensive. I began to see that it wasn't that scary. I didn't need to hold on to my anger. He wasn't going to take advantage of of my humility he wasn't manipulating the situation. There was just a desire to be one, to be a team. And when I saw this sort of genuine humility, this sort of discipline, this sort of practicing this, I began to feel really safe. And we can discuss things while speaking the truth in love. And the more I saw that he loved me enough to swallow his pride, the more I wanted that to be a quality that I too possessed. And you know, I saw that when I pointed things out, he genuinely tried to make changes. Is he perfect? No, no, he never will be. He's going to disappoint me. He's going to hurt my feelings. He's going to say something wrong. He's going to do something that I feel is deliberate that maybe he just was oblivious to. There's going to be things, but I begin to hear him out. 
And I started to make changes in behaviors that he wasn't okay with, like the stonewalling him, like taking such a long break. I'm going to even go to bed mad. I don't even want to talk to you. I'm holding on to this. And you know what? When you see, when someone can see in you things that really need to change and they're saying it from a place of love, you know what you get? It's a win-win. You get to be a happier, healthier version of yourself. And then your husband or your wife gets a happier, healthier spouse and vice versa. And so we have this personalized sign in our bedroom. It has our anniversary and our names on it, but it has Proverbs 27, 17 on it. And that says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And that's what we're doing for each other. That's what this marriage relationship is about is really bearing the image of God, becoming more like Jesus exemplifying these, you know, attributes and, and ultimately coming together in unity and as a team, right? Like that's, we're supposed to be one. And so I hope that my husband's not mine, but my husband's humility inspires you to be the one to make a positive impact on your marriage. And as you can see, it only took two, not me and my husband, but my husband and the Holy spirit. And it took two And once those seeds took root in my heart and began to grow up sprung humility and this sort of fruit of dying to ourselves. And now there is this loving partnership that is unified and no longer divided. And oh, the things that God can do in our marriages when we reflect his image to one another. And then ultimately that will have a positive effect on our children and families. And then it spills out into the community because all that really stems from the overflow of, you know, our healthy, more God-centered marriages. So who out there is excited to reflect the image of God to their spouse this week, to see the rippling effect it will have? Let me know, and I can be praying for just that. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you found something helpful or encouraging from today's podcast. If so, would you please leave a review or share it with a friend or two? This calling placed on us women is sacred, but it can be both messy and beautiful. We have got to keep contending, and we aren't meant to do it alone. I'll see you back here next time.